to Ghetto Blaster Magazine's Best Song Ever podcast. My name is Brian LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear, dear cousin, Luke LeBen. How you doing today, Luke? You... Oh, oh. What it... Hey, Brian. Sorry, I was just under the table and dreaming. Um... <laughs> is that a reference to Dave Matthews? Oh, yeah, it is. Hey, funny you should bring that up, because actually, two of my past five evenings have been spent at dave matthews band concerts three hours long each two of the last five two, i didn't know so, you went to two concerts yes oh my and gosh you poor poor soul hopefully the last ones i go to and let me preface this by saying i don't really have anything against the dave matthews band i think they're I all do. very talented musicians i mean i'm not the biggest fan of their that style really um but but I did like them before. I went to a few of their concerts, and then it was like, you know, like the parent making the kid smoke a whole pack of cigarettes so they don't smoke. Mm-hmm. It was like the universe is like, oh, yeah, you like this band? Well, great. You're going to fall in love with the girl whose family is going to drag you to like 20 shows in five years or something. I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I have been to so many to where it's like it's not even music to me anymore. <laughs> um, right. How many do you think you've been to? Estimate. Um, well, I mean, 20 would be close, maybe 15 to 20. Be, but That's insane. See, That's so crazy. some of them were three, three night shows. So like three, we went to the gorge in Washington and so they played three nights, but I've got a oh. few, I got a few funny things to share. So my girlfriend's family is crazy and they, but this is like what they've been doing, like since she was like young and they all drink and dance and uh sing all the words and i was just so over it and i was also the dd for this so this is the first show on saturday and like a third of the way through of course they play crash crash into me Mm -hmm. and everyone's going crazy and these people i'm with it was like i was at a cannibal corpse show just screaming just crash into me like every lyric they were just loving it and there's nothing like having your girlfriend's dad come over, put his arm around you, and sing, I'll come into you. <laughs> I'm like, listen to wow. what you're saying. Right. Um, <laughs> Understand the context of the song. Um, it's interesting to me, though, because I feel like Crash Into Me is like the least musical of, of Dave Matthews' songs. Like The least musical? Like, it's the See, least but they, impressive. Everyone goes nuts Right, for that's it. what I'm saying. And, like, like why? I feel like... It surprises me that true Dave Matthews fans love that song. I feel like that would be like the oh yeah, we love everything except that one. Well, and that's what's funny is they were they, you know, they're all they're drunk, so they they're loving every show, and they're like, this is the best show. They played Crash Into Me, Ants Marching, Number Forty One. I'm like, they play those at every <laughs> single show, but um, they're just the two moments that. One at each show that just perfectly encapsulated me being completely over it. It was like, you know, that shot in Garden State where they like pull out from him at the party 
and he's just like sitting there and everyone's like moving around him Mm -hmm. that was me but i was just like standing there just like questioning my choices and then just all around me they're just dancing like the rusted root in semi MMA video just like loving their life and i'm just like over it and then last night at the show i'm i'm walking out of the bathroom in the middle of the show and there's this guy who he looked kind of douchey he was like it is like 40s 50s and he had like a polo shirt and spiky hair to go tea and i'm walking out and he's walking in and he just holds up his hand for a high five and i just wasn't paying attention then by the time i realized that i was like i'm not raising my hand so we just wordlessly like he put up a high five and i just walked past him oh man you didn't give weirdo youth pastor looking guy a high five (laughs) no sorry oh that's too bad sorry if you're listening uh luke is sorry i'm sorry weird youth pastor guy and I appreciate you listening. I, I don't want to take away from anyone. If you go to a Dave Matthews band show and you enjoy it, then good for you. Um, I can't take it anymore. The only part I really enjoyed was when they played Sexy Motherfucker by Prince. Oh. They well, cover that sometimes. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> um, so you said it might be your last show. Why is this? I hope so. Well, I always get dragged to it every year, and I just go along with it. Why, why would this... This is not your last show. Are you kidding yourself? This yeah. is absolute. I'm putting my foot down and saying it's my last. Oh, all right. We'll see how long that lasts. So should we? Uh, should we get to the show? Like this is not a Dave Matthews band no, live this is, podcast. This is not show. a math cast. The Dave Matthews cast. Yeah. Um, this is best song ever, where we each pick four songs in secret and then debut them for each other. And if we love the song that the other person is playing for us, we'll give it our stamp of approval. Mine is Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy. Brian's is Papa Likey. And that's a point for the person playing the song. In the end, we're going to tally up all the points, and the loser will face their punishment. I mean, I think the punishment's pretty obvious. What, what is Gotta it? Gotta follow Dave on tour every show. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's, sure. Uh, well, you... You must feel confident saying that um, you this was your last Dave. Yes, show. sir. Also, do people call, just call him Dave? Like yes, this, all the time. So um, stupid. It's interesting. They're they are the new Grateful Dead. There are a lot of deadheads at the show, so mm. um, there's people who follow them to every city. So all right, so it's gonna be you. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I I feel pretty good about my my songs as well. Um, and should I get us started here? Do it. So um. We didn't record last week because there were some yes, family issues family, going uh, on, uh, but it was your birthday. It was. So happy belated birthday. Thank you. On the podcast. Um, I, I'm 28 now. 28 years old. How does that feel? Whatever. It's, yeah. It's fine. It's another year. <laughs> yeah. And I talk about your birthday mainly to get back to my birthday. So my birthday was a week before yours. Yes. And on that day, an album was dropped. And it was weird because it Did was it, break? it was a Tuesday when you when you dropped it. I didn't drop oh, it. Oh, okay. The group dropped. Like you know, I so, thought it was one of your presents. So you. there's this phrase that is called an album has dropped, or we're gonna drop an album. Oh. It means it comes out, it's released. Ah, yeah, I mm. thought you knew that. I thought you were Thanks. hip. I should um, keep knowing that. So they put out this album, and it was weird because it was on a Tuesday. You know, albums used to come out on Tuesdays, 
And yeah. the last time they released a, an album before this, they probably came out on Tuesdays because it was like around 30 years ago. Mm. Um, the band I'm talking about is Parliament. Are you familiar with the band Parliament? Yes. George Clinton led yeah, an incredible legendary. legendary funk band um, that operated in the 70s like side by side with Funkadelic. I've always been confused as to, I always just called them P-Funk or Parliament slash Funkadelic. And mm. I was like, I kind of knew they're separate bands, but kind of the same. I wasn't sure. Parliament is like more just balls out funk, like just okay. crazy funk free for all sort of stuff. And um, this new album is crazy. Did you know that they released this or have you heard it? I had no clue. Uh, It's 20 some songs and (laughs) like, I don't know, close to two hours long. And it is craziness. Like it all over the place. A lot of great funk sounds. Also some like interesting rapping going on in in it as well. Mm. It's a cool album. It's, It's nuts because... I emailed thinking, okay, I'm not going to get permission for a Parliament song, but why not try it out? And then uh, one of George Clinton's people emails me me back and is like, I'm going to run this idea by George later tonight. Hmm. And I was like, tonight, George George Clinton is hearing about our podcast. And he said, sure. Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) Nice. So, um, George, Mr. Mr. Clinton, Mr. Clinton, he knows who we are. I did not have sexual relations. That's him. No, no. different. that's, that's Bill. I thought that's why it was parliament, but I was like, we don't, that's the British government. You're learning a lot here. Um, no, George Clinton, totally different, much cooler. Mm. Um, this song that I'm going to play is a lot of fun. We've talked enough. Let's get to the song. Are you ready for this? Are you ready to be infected with some funk right now? Infect me. All right. So this is Parliament featuring Scarface with I'm Gonna Make You Sick of Me. Da 
as fun and funky and goofy as I would expect a parliament song to be and I love Scarface on my block that song in, mm-hmm. in his album The Fix is a uh, classic and uh, I liked his uh, little addition of a verse there but I, I loved it it was 
so fun and goofy. For a second, I thought he was saying Dr. Feel, like Dr. Phil. Dr. Feel Good. <laughs> Dr. Feel Good. <laughs> just just uh, taking that sickness and antidote uh, metaphor every which way. <laughs> Bend over. Bend over, yeah. So, so much fun with it. And um, I love funk songs that reference funk all the time and this was one yeah, where they give you the funk yeah they they just sang a lot about funk and yeah it's a lot of fun they're great and um i was so excited to play a song by parliament that i didn't even we didn't even talk about scarface being featured beforehand <laughs> right. which is which is crazy too because he's you know like a super influential rapper and uh yeah it, it's a cool album check it out i like it a lot obviously beyond just the goofy lyrics they i mean the funk instrumentals the horns uh the bass all just coming together to uh do what they do so well the funk the funk so that was parliament featuring scarface with i'm gonna make you sick of me from medicaid fraud dog which is out now crazy album title crazy album art expect nothing else from parliament Awesome. Well, that was so fun and goofy that it's causing me to switch up my song order because I also have a song that is really goofy and bizarre, and uh, it's also a lot of fun. Uh, This comes from an artist from Brooklyn, Connecticut. Brooklyn, Connecticut. (laughs) Um, Was that accent misleading? Um, Yep. His name is John Searless. Uh, he goes by Jonathan something, and we're going to listen to his debut single, Outlandish Poetica, and it is truly outlandish. It's quite surreal, this song. Uh, quite simply, it is a rather cheery depiction of a surreal nightmare in which Boston Celtics legend Larry Bird and the 86 All-Star basketball team inexplicably ambush Jonathan something, brutally beating him and robbing him of his money. Oh man! Yeah, this and this actually happened. No, I oh, don't okay. think it actually happened. Um, in fact, I'm 100 yeah, percent sure it, it did not actually. Happen. Guys, it didn't happen. Okay, and guys, it didn't happen. It Jeez. didn't. Leave Larry Bird alone, please. He's, stop harassing stop him. Putting warrants out for his arrest. Um, no, but I didn't even get that storyline fully from from the lyrics. So we should just take a listen to it. So here's Jonathan something with Outlandish Poetica.
fashion in that whole stock market crash. He said, okay, I understand. why you would switch the order up <laughs> what a couple of weird songs we started and they with. both just delighted me to know uh, yeah end. it's super I fun and laughing. weird uh this one's full of just strange noises all over the place yeah. uh and yeah just absurd what outlandish outlandish, outlandish uh lyricism yeah and absurd uh yeah it was it was a lot of fun super strange it was fun to exist in that universe for a little while uh where he is singing about the silver surfer 
alongside Larry Bird and getting beat up. I don't know. It <laughs> the was part fun. that gets me is uh, when he's residing halfway up someone's rear. Did you catch that part? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's part makes me laugh. And I heard the line about my trousers were much lighter, so that's somehow <laughs> they stole his money. Um, Not cool. Not cool fictional version of Larry Bird. Yeah, Bird. Chill out, dude. That's not a good thing to do. But, um, and uh, Jonathan produced this, and it sounds great. Like you said, so many crazy sounds, and I love that guitar riff in there. So, yeah, that was Jonathan Something with Outlandish Poetica from Outlandish Poetica, which is out August 6th on Solitaire Recordings. So I'm going to move along to a band that, full disclosure, I know them. So, uh, just want to get that out of the way so, you know, you uh, lawyers out there don't sue us for knowing a band. Hmm, I don't know how I feel about this. But um, I, I uh, you know, we've talked about this. You give stamps of approval from the heart. I play songs I from the heart. And I wouldn't play this song unless I truly loved it. And I really, really do. This comes from a Michigan-based band called Lawnmower. Lawnmower. Yeah. I knew it. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, Lawnmower. That. They're getting ready to release their sophomore album, and their last album was fantastic. You listened to it I as did. well. Yeah, very good. And um, it, it dug into the like kind of '90s alternative rock resurgence that has been happening, and made some really fuzzy rock songs that were very enjoyable. Um, this next album finds them branching out and experimenting more going in different directions but keeping the the backbone of just making fuzzy rock pop songs and uh it's very good i would say quite a bit better than their first album and um i think it's a fantastic listen and the song i'm gonna play is actually a um response to a song from their first album The song I'm playing is A Few Corrections, and they wanted to go back and correct a few things they said in their song, A New Constitution. Now, like a self-diss track? Kind kind of. of. Yeah, it's kind of like, hey, we said this on on this last song, but we have a few corrections. I was drawn, like, I didn't know the backstory of this song at all when I, when I heard it and picked it, and I was drawn to it because the, the lyrics are interesting and you can tell that they are metaphors for something greater than they're actually saying but it just it sounded great you know and it it, you could tell there's something deeper there and in the original song a new constitution they kind of um not really dissed but put down some people who in the um community of diy guitar music don't really go gravitate towards seminal punk bands or get involved in the culture from the past and they're kind of saying all right we understand that because now the scene these days is more open to women and people of color and lgbtq uh, and marginalized people in general and so it's just kind of referencing that and talking about it um they also talk about how um they they were singing specifically like of bashing conservative views as opposed to looking at like the systemic oppression that goes on and how that's actually the more dangerous force in uh society as opposed to just Mm -hmm. people's kind of 
silly views. Right, beliefs, yeah. So um, that's an example of some of the corrections they're talking about. It sounds a little heady. It's not at all when you hear it. You're going to enjoy it. It's, it's Even fun. my pea brain can comprehend it? Even your pea brain. I feel like your pea brain will be able to... Um, really dissect and understand yeah it's okay. uh it's they they wanted to make sure your pea brain could get it i so, appreciate yeah. that so let's listen to lawnmower with a few corrections shoot i guess i gotta give that a lordy lordy very gordy stamped from the heart indeed yeah um 
that was obviously the listeners might recognize those those drum sounds from our theme song because it is indeed the same drummer Aaron Quillen uh from his other band Congress but uh the drums are great the bass was killing it I love the speak speak song uh well really just speaking over the Mm -hmm. music style and with like voices chiming in I love that like Parquet Courts does that and there's uh a band that I'm going to play next week that does that same sort of thing mm. where that sort of call and response. And I uh, really liked the sentiment knowing what the idea was behind it um, when he's talking about like fighting the snow instead of the mountain. I love that with, verse so yeah. much uh, and tackling the systemic oppression as, yeah. I, and just leveling the mountain. Well, and that's, that's the, so cool. It's the a tough great... thing because it's like people's beliefs are often so, upsetting that right you want you're like that is the problem i need to fight against that and but as bob dylan says they're nothing but a pawn in their game mm-hmm. like that's that's really the least of the problems it's more a symptom than the sickness itself right and so really have to uh yeah as you say level the mountain and make changes to get rid of the whole reason that people think like that in the first place um yeah loved it thanks for those corrections guys yeah we we appreciate the corrections and that you did them in such a fun uh good way i feel like this is definitely the biggest departure on the album from their their sound that they had uh previously for sure well there was that part like later Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. that was a little more experimental yeah yeah but it's this this album's super great it's just again like all over the place and um they do have some really great fuzzy rock songs as well but they're uh, expanding their scope and i think it's uh it's really successful so i agree yeah that was lawnmower with a few corrections from got no juice which is out june 15th on save your generation got no juice it's a that's the first song that song rocks pretty hard um i I don't have that problem like as janelle monet would say i've got the juice so Oh man, yeah, that's a good song too. With, <laughs> it's the opposite of with Pharrell. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this was the song I was gonna play first, but I pushed it back. Um, but this also has some kind of surreal lyrics. You know, I've been playing a lot of people I know, familiar with their music, so I wanted to get some noobs, some people that I'm unfamiliar with, and uh, this is one such artist. This is Belfast Naomi Hamilton, and her band jealous of the birds you ever heard of them nope uh she's a youngin she mentions being 19 in this song and um she released an ep while attending queen's university in belfast and uh played south by southwest in 2016 when she got back from south by southwest she wrote this song we're gonna hear called plastic skeletons and she said that was my first trip to america and i brought a journal and wrote a bunch of stuff in it When I got home, I went through it and wrote that song in full. It's a collection of little words and images that I picked up. So this song's sweet. It rocks pretty hard, but the lyrics are cool because it is kind of like these different words and phrases kind of strung together, giving an impression of this experience that she had in America for the first time at South by Southwest. So here's Jealous of the Birds with Plastic Skeletons.
Yeah, really good. Um, we're playing some like funky bass lines in this episode, and that continued the trend. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed the, um, I don't know, just the difference between verse and chorus, where the chorus just really rocked hard, but had kind of strange guitar in it as well. Like, I, I don't know, it, it was just a yeah. good... It, all around mix interesting sound for sure i love the melody in the verse and the verse is a little more laid back and then it gets kind of chaotic in the chorus and rocks pretty hard i love the line do you want to dance like a fire ant in the eye of a long dead bison that's what she's saying in the chorus <laughs> oh, and just nice. so much cool imagery like that something about her disappearing like a gecko and uh tapping her tambourine and praying like augustine or something like that so many great lyrics and uh just a cool uh that she can just take an experience like going to a music festival playing a music festival and uh turn it into uh some cool otherworldly sounding experience like that so that was jealous of the birds with plastic skeletons from the ep the moths of what i want will eat me in my sleep yikes out july 13th via canvasback music slash hand and hive oh and another line i love is the Plastic skeletons drinking dandelion wine. Sounds like some skeletons I'd like to hang out with, you yeah. know, if they got extra dandelion wine. Yeah, it'd be a little spooky. It would be. Um, so I'm going to move on. We dipped our toes into some rock music there, and uh, I'm going to immerse us uh, fully. Full foot? 
full foot. Full foot in the rock? You know what? Full body. Oh. Yeah. We're going full body here, and we're going to play... Full body rock. Fuzz Rock Heroes Avlov. Have you heard of Avlov before? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not sure what part of that was the band's name. Avlov. <laughs> I liked Fuzz Rock Heroes. <laughs> that sounded pretty cool. Well, they are... But they some, are Fuzz Rock They are heroes. Fuzz Rock Heroes. Are you familiar? The name sounds kind of familiar. They, um, they put out only one album back in 2013, and it's it's fantastic. If you're a fan of this song, which I feel like you will be, you got to go check that out. Equal parts like muscle and melodic. And uh, I, I love this band a lot, and I'm excited that they're making music again. Over the past five years, they actually did break up and um, didn't think they were going to uh, oh. do music anymore because the, the pressure of the band and getting some notoriety was kind of a lot, and they ended up breaking up. But, um, you know, the music is in them. They, they got to get it they out They got somehow. the music in them, yeah. And they are coming back with a single that is just so incredible, fantastic, finds them in, like, prime form, and makes fans of this band very very excited for um what's to come so let's listen to avlov with sprite
You know, I had heard that song before. I think it was sent my way um, as well, and I enjoyed it. Uh, very noisy and sludgy, but like you said, with some uh, pretty melodies in there too. Um, I liked it a lot, yeah. You could say, I love Avlov. <laughs> you could. Um, I don't know that you should, but you definitely could if you wanted to. Um, I love Avlov too. I love Avlov. Some applause for Avlov. It's kind of like that. Bob Lovelaw yeah. from Arrest Development. I like it. I like it a lot. Which uh, he uh, he republicaned himself out of Arrest Development in case he oh, didn't yeah, notice. That's right. He sure <laughs> did. It was Scott Bayo. Oh, Scott. No more Bob Lovelaw. But we have Avlov. We have Avlov. And I'm very happy that they, they're back. The 2013 album Am is really great and full of these kind of moments of just you know, a huge wall of sound then broken down into just really great melodic um, singing and um, just fantastic musicianship if you're into heavy rock uh, yeah. music. And, you know, we like our, heavy, our our rocks heavy and our bands, I don't know. Sexy. Yeah, and these guys are sexy. Their bass player goes by the name Boner, so you know they're cool. And uh, there's, uh, yeah, Boner the bass player. Boner. There's some true fuzz rock heroes. Boner the bassist. Is it uh, Kirk Cameron's friend from Growing Pains? Yep, yep, it is. It's definitely Kirk Cameron's (laughs) friend from Growing Pains, Boner, playing bass uh, with, uh, actually, there's brothers in this band, which is kind of fun, too. Steve and Theo, look at you guys. You're in a band. Hey, hey. Theo. <laughs> They're just bringing oh, out geez. all sorts of yeah. uh, 80s sitcom references for me. So Scott Baio, not, the, not so well, good. Joni for, loves Chachi. Well, but I'm saying he's not so good. The the um, <laughs> outlook for Bill Cosby, much worse. Yes. Uh, yeah, so um, you're, you're bringing up some people who are a little... Uh, sketchy like, these days like what did boner mean that they were like let's put this on a primetime family sitcom like oh. it must have always meant an erection but they were like let's name kirk cameron's friend like what it didn't mean something different back then did right. it and kirk cameron's supposed to be G- the third coming I of know. jesus i think that's because these were his party days on oh man and then he, he turned his life around true. back when he was hanging out with boner all the yeah. time well, uh, leo dicaprio bad influence oh, back leo man he, and now leo is like al gore 2.0 and <laughs> totally opposed to kirk but he does have the pussy posse that's why i said he would uh show kirk cameron a crazy night out on the town and then he uh couldn't handle it mm. you seem to know a lot about kirk cameron and i <laughs> like that about you i'm making it all up oh that's great so that was avlov with sprite from their upcoming album true which is out july 20th on exploding and sound records this is the one i've been waiting for i've been it feels like i got this song forever ago mm-hmm. and um obviously like you said we i had a family emergency last week so we uh skipped doing a show last week and so i'm glad i finally get to play this song because it's great this is from the band ginger root which is led by cameron Liu. the press release says whether you're on a deep dive through YouTube recommendations, scrolling Reddit, or jamming to Discover Weekly, the emergence of a Ginger Root track will stop you in your tracks. And that's exactly what happened to me. 
in my quest for bands I didn't know, wasn't familiar with, I was digging through some Reddit music communities and Spotify playlists, and I came across him on uh, the Reddit uh, Listen to This, and it was classified as Aggressive Elevator Soul, and I was like, that sounds great. Oh. <laughs> but it was like weird, but uh, I don't intrigued know. me. Yeah, I don't know what I would yeah. say but I that love, sounds like. You know, because like genres and styles are all just made up and sometimes inaccurate and sometimes you'll say oh this sounds like this and the band's like well that's not what i want it to be but but i like when uh bands come up with their own way of describing their music Mm -hmm. that's very fitting and um that's a perfect description of what we're about to hear um it is soulful and smooth and uh they have an album on spotify called toaster music which is just a bunch of like bedroom pop covers that cameron did of like a bunch of like old soul songs and uh, a couple newer songs too but he does a cover of september by earth wind and fire mm. that blows taylor swift's out of the oh. water yeah and uh on my birthday weekend when i was going to the beach and just like i was driving to south haven which is a, for non-michigan people it's on the west side of michigan what site and uh just i listened to like his whole uh that whole toaster music and loved all those covers and um you know they're more lo-fi this is like his more polished full band rock sound so let's check this out here is ginger root with call it home
that was an appropriate description of their sound. <laughs> I was what it means now, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was listening to it, and I'm like, okay, I get the soul and going along. And get then the elevator for sure. The elevator came a little later for me when they kind of did like the instrumental bridge. I was like, oh yeah, okay, that's right. They said elevator music, yeah. and I I really actually liked the like the second half of the song a lot when it went into the kind of elevator bridge and then into the uh close to home or go what was it? call it home call it yeah. home uh that part at the end i thought was really great yeah it was it was fun and uh interesting sound for sure yeah and i think it's like the elevator yes you know it's like that smooth soft rock mm-hmm. sound but then he's like belting out and they go a little hard at certain points and i love when he's belting it out and in the video he's kind of just really uh you know embellishing it when he's Mm -hmm. just belting it there um i just enjoyed this song by reading more about cameron we have uh, a lot in common he went to film school as did i Mm. and his day job is like making social media videos for a tv channel that it says we probably know it but i don't know what it is but um and he said this album uh mahjong room it's called uh it's a collection of songs that deal with not forgetting who you are while you're trying to figure out your future and which i really relate to and he said he he was thinking about dropping out of college when he wrote a lot of it because he's not a school person i'm not either i'm surprised i made it through Mm. five four and a half years of college um and look at you now your school in life and look at me now recording a podcast <laughs> thanks super expensive education um you're, you're working <laughs> like this isn't your job yeah you're no, doing this what is you not studied. my day job and that's you the thing weirdo. it's like i really relate to that sentiment because it is hard working a day job at times when it's not necessarily what you want to be doing mm-hmm. to not lose who you are and that's why i left my last day job i was at for years because i felt like i was kind of losing track of who i was and had to get out of that environment and um i'm glad i did but um the idea of call it home i was just thinking because the album mahjong room is about his like great grandparents have this room where everyone like in the family and friends come play mahjong and so it's that kind of idea of just like call it home i was just relating it to that just like this where you come together and with other people and it's inviting and welcoming and you feel at home so that was ginger root with call it home from mahjong room out june 29th on acrophase records all right well i am going to play the la- my last song not Yours. the last song. i got just, one more you got one more um and the score right now, I believe, is 1-1. Mm-hmm. Correct? So this decides, uh, these next two songs will decide, is one of us going to have to follow Dave Matthews' band around? Uh, and uh, Just for a week, though. That's, that's the just thing. Just a week, yeah. Just, just for the next week. Still, that would be the worst week of my life. Um, so I'm really hoping it's not me. I'm going to play a song from maybe my favorite album of the year so far. Uh, it's it's up there. It's yeah, in the you top. Say that a lot. No, I 
I have. When else have I said it? I don't know, but you just tweeted recently being like, this is one of the best. And I know I say that a lot. But this, um, yes, I did. And I do say one of the best a lot. But I'm saying this is one of my favorite of the year, which is a little different. There are four. Kind of same thing. No, it's not. There, I know what I'm talking about. There are four albums right now that are like the tippy top. And it could be any one of those. And this tippy is. Towel, yeah, huh? this is one of them. Uh, this comes from Kadia Bonet who is a Los Angeles-based multi-instrumentalist, singer, songwriter, and producer. And um, we played a song from her debut album, The Visitor, mm-hmm. uh, Honeycomb, which is a fantastic song. I really love her first album, but I feel like this uh, this next album is just on a another level. It's so beautiful and cosmic and otherworldly. It's fantastic. And... I had no idea that Kadia plays all of the instruments on this album. She recorded them herself, nice. mixed it, did the cover art. This is just which all I think she of did her. with the last one too, right? I yes, she did. I didn't realize that at the time. Um, and she uh, she's a classically trained violinist. She uh, was kind of in a very rigorous. Uh, childhood learning the violin Hmm. and um so you see that like classical training come out and just how ornate and incredible the songs are arranged so i'm going to talk a little bit about the album as a whole and uh it's called child queen and it starts off with this kind of detached voice singing to you every morning is a chance to renew and it goes along with this theme that it's kind of a quest to become the child you were before the world came in and distorted your your being and to get back to that place and to kind of just break and smash the things in your life that have kind of perverted that and um it it's a very great journey throughout this uh the whole album it's just an album full of different themes on self-discovery and um deconstructing parts of yourself and the the song i'm gonna play is definitely a standout track uh it is an album that like really works best if you listen to the entire thing but this is this is one that uh is is definitely like ooh, that's a that's a great song yeah exactly so let's listen to kadia bonet with another time lover Oh, 
song Mm -hmm. Uh, another song with a lot of crazy sounds going on uh at one point i was like brian stop making little pop noises (laughs) i wasn't i know that was really cool i actually did that and so many crazy synth noises and beautiful like operatic singing um yeah i liked it i feel like i need to dig into it more because there was that was a lot to digest but it is a lot to digest. It was very cosmic and sort of psychedelic. She talked about being on the ocean floor at one point, too. Right before those little bubble yeah. popping noises happened. Oh, um, I didn't even think about that. And I, I just love how like it's just fully textured. Um, it, it adds a lot of texture with those popping noises and, str- like you said, the strange synth kind of aquatic going on as well. And um, I just the arrangement of it is so so bizarre and strange and beautiful and creates just such a strange and beautiful world that doesn't sound like much else right now at all and um she talks about how making this album almost destroyed her ego um and she almost didn't get out on the other side but uh it's it was a a tough process to make it and i think that sometimes those are are the best most rewarding things that happen and this album is just fantastic from start to finish for sure well definitely that's very cool isn't it i do want to sit down and hear the whole the whole thing you as they work on its own yeah it, it's yeah it's great so check that out it's kadia bonet with another time lover from child queen which is out today on fat possum so you don't have to wait nice long at all 
my final song comes from an awesome indie band out of South Africa called Honeymoon, um, which, you know, is obviously a play on the word honeymoon, and it's fitting for the sort of melancholy love songs that they uh, write. But while they're melancholy, they're very infectious, and um, they uh, they began as a band with a shoegaze dream pop sound in mind and um there's a single they recently released that it's like a heart with a line through it it's like less than slash three you know so it makes like a Mm -hmm. broken heart sort of thing um and that is very like shoegazy dream pop and then the song that follows it on this single is the song we which we're about to listen to and this is more uh, just like a polished sort of indie pop rock sort of sound. And um, it's it's really an interesting uh, dichotomy going from the noisy, fuzzed out shoegaze type thing to this uh, more crisp, poppy song. But uh, it's it's an awesome song and uh, you're going to get you're going to get it stuck in your head for sure. This riff and the chorus uh, has been stuck with me for uh, many a week now. Can I get it? Will I be able to get it out ever? I don't know. We'll see. Well, why would you do that? I think maybe if you uh, go follow Dave on the road for weeks, oh, you're going to have... No. That's going to be stuck in your Is head. Is that the final countdown? That's, Is that what it's that's Ant's marching. Oh. <laughs> I could see it being the final countdown. It sounded like it could be. Um, anyway, let's get to the song, Honeymoon, We. You 
sure you're sitting over there, Luke, right now. I am sitting over here. I'm not um, standing. And you're like wondering, like when you watched Friends, like you know, will they or won't they with Ross and Rachel? You know, mm-hmm. you're you're like, will he or won't he? Will he give this as his stamp of approval and thus uh, make him go on tour with Dave Matthews Band for a week? Um, hey. I ordered the orthopedic socks weeks ago, and they never came. <laughs> oh, sorry, Brian. Were you saying that I was, like, caring and super into something yeah, you were saying? Like, oh. Is he going to like this song or not? Will they or won't they? Much oh, like yeah. Ross and Rachel from Friends. Well, what happened with Ross and Rachel in Friends? Did they or did they not? Um, okay, so they were on a break. They had a baby. R- Rachel dated Joey. And uh, she got off the plane at the end. So they did. Papa liked it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really cool song. I liked how like minimal it was for most of it. And then it went into this weird like outer space realm. I which keep was forgetting kind of about fun. that part. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed just the minimal pop. Yeah. Uh, with it, another really nice, great bass line. And mm-hmm. uh, just, a, yeah, just a great song. I, I'm very interested to re-listen to this and check that other shoegazy song out as yeah, well from that. that song's really good too um i should also say their name is spelled like h space o space there's like a space between every every letter in honeymoon oh, if you're looking for them oh on honey streaming. honey why why'd you do that oh honey you don't have oh. to do that we we're we're here we're listening to you it's called stylizing yeah we don't we don't need to do that anymore guys um the song is less than slash three. That's very stylistic too. Yeah, they could they could change that if they wanted. <laughs> well, it's a great they're, song. They're I'm sorry, fun, but the song's asshole. great. Yeah, I love that those dueling the sort of double guitar solo that comes in there too. They said that took like a hundred takes, and they had an awesome producer working with them by the name of Josh Barry. And uh, yeah, everything is just perfectly placed in that it does feel very kind of laid back um and sort of spacious and minimal but it's still kind of catchy and driving at the same time definitely um so that was honeymoon with we and that single is out now all right well i better pack my bags i don't know where he's playing next but i gotta show up there and it'll be my first ever show seeing dave yep dave Um, i think they were they're in like cincinnati so you should probably get on the road i've always i've always wanted to spend some time in cincinnati the show's starting in like 10 minutes so you better hurry all right well we got we can we get to like stuff that we're excited about coming out this yeah yeah why don't we do that our last thing to do in the show uh talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week in shouts all right well the most obvious shout has to go to dave matthews band come tomorrow um what is it is it an actual new album yeah they've been releasing a few and actually there is a song called samurai cop which the title is funny but it's actually a really pretty song i do like it a lot why didn't you get it for the show because i don't you know cool (laughs) um also the get up kids have the kicker ep I've heard that, and it's uh, it's good stuff. Also, shouts to the Midnight Hour. That's Adrian Young. Um, oh, yeah. And another artist, uh, 
And their one song, the demo of it, was on Kendrick Lamar's uh, Untitled Unmastered. And mm. uh, they got... Adri- anything Adrian Young yeah, is involved Adrian in, Young's I'm amazing. instantly interested in. All right, well, shouts to Kadja Bonet with Child Queen. We heard a song not too long ago from that. It's so good. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, Flasher with Constant Image. I played a song from them. Uh, I played, I've actually played two songs from them, one from their yeah. debut uh ep or seven inch single whatever and uh one from constant image that album is awesome too it's one of the best of the year uh serpent with feet with soil uh that's that i'm i haven't listened to it yet i'm sure it's one of the best of the year and uh gruff reese with babelsberg are you familiar with him uh, I think it's one of the best of the year. It's uh, I, I I've heard no, actually I I've heard it is very very good. Um, he's the uh, singer from Super Furry Animals, and he's oh, yeah. generally an awesome uh, songstress. All right, well that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, as always, head over to gutablastermagazine dot com. Check out all the great content over there, and uh, you can find us on the tweets and such at Best Song Ever Pod. Forget a Blaster Magazine. I'm Luke LeBen saying, hmm, you better check your perspective. And I'm Brian LeBen reminding you, don't let the bastards grind you down. This is the best song ever. I'll be the